Uh, we're going to talk about uh, talk about how to keep your healing, and many times you're going to have to stop moving that and fix it. Um, so many times when um, people get healed, they don't keep it, and many times even when the power of God is released and that healing is working in them, uh, they don't keep that, and they never see manifestation of it. And so that's what we're talking about today, and um, so... Oh, I didn't, I actually, I wanted y'all to do another game because I wanted a few more minutes, but that's all right. So they, no, 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 it's all right. I wanted a few more minutes before we jumped in, but that's all right. We'll go ahead and jump in. So have you ever been, um, have you ever been in a meeting and you felt the power of God touch you and all of a sudden uh, you're like, glory to God, this is awesome. And then you were healed or you received something or you felt the power of God. You knew it was working in you, but then you go further and you either lose that healing is what it appears or you never get the full manifestation of something. And a lot of times what's going on there is not that God didn't do it. But a lot of times people assume that, all right, well, God must not have healed me. You know, God must have, I must not have gotten it. It must not have been real. And then they'll blame the preacher for being false in that way. But that's not actually what's happening. That's, that's not what's happening. Uh, as actually, Brother Hagen has a book uh, out called, a small book, a mini book called How to Keep Your Healing. And one of the things that he saw was many times an evangelist would come into town, and the power of God would flow, and people would be healed. But then they'd go forward, and they would lose that healing. And uh, he said, the issue was, I could have filled up big buildings with people and gotten them healed. He said, but I wanted to take the time to teach them so that they would not only get healed, but keep their healing. Because his anointing was different from just that of an evangelist. And he was in the office of a teacher and a prophet and a pastor that he operated in. And uh, God directed him and gave him instruction to teach the people so that they'll keep it. So a lot of times an evangelist will come in and get that power flowing in God's life, uh, get that power flowing in somebody's life. But then you have a pastor that's there to help teach you how to keep it. The issue is sometimes people lose it uh, before they even get to their car that night, you know. And uh, many times, have you ever seen that? I've seen that. I've, I've felt that. Yeah. I've experienced yeah. that. And so one of the things that we want to look at is I want us to look at several scriptures here uh, just that it's talking about healing. And let's establish a few factors about healing if you want to be healed and keep your healing and walk in divine health, mm-hmm. you have to get some stuff inside of you that is an absolute. Yeah. If it's questionable, then the devil can come and he can talk you out of it. It's got to be in you. It's yeah. got to be inside of you. It's got to be absolute. Okay? Yeah. So let's look at a few scriptures right now. First of all, Matthew 8. 17. Are you there? Yeah, I actually opened right to Matthew 8. Awesome. I don't know. You <laughs> might have seen my reaction when I opened my Bible. I'm like, oh! Go ahead and read that. Matthew 8, 17. Matthew 8, 17. This was to fulfill that was spoken. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities and carried away our diseases. He himself took our infirmities and 
carried away our diseases. Mm -hmm. These are infirmities and sicknesses. Now, what I want you to see here is that he carried them. He mm -hmm. took them. In the King James, it says that he bore them or he, bear, he bared them, right? In other words, if Jesus carried them, are we supposed to carry them any longer? No, he carried them. It's a, it's a past tense. It's already been done. He mm -hmm. carried them, right? Yeah. So for us to carry them is out of line with the will of God, and it's out of line with the word of God, mm -hmm. right? All right. Let's look at uh, this promise and prophecy in Isaiah. Isaiah 53, 4. 53, 4. Isaiah 53, 4. Isaiah 53, 4 says this, Surely our griefs or sicknesses uh, he himself bore, and our sorrows or pains he carried. Yet yep. we ourselves esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. Do you want me to keep going? No, that's fine. So you see here that word uh, in the King James says griefs and sorrows. Mm -hmm. It is literally translated also diseases and pains. Yeah. He carried those diseases and pains in his body. Yeah. This was prophesied about Jesus, and then Jesus did it. So you can see these are absolute statements that yeah. God made by the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. These are things that Jesus would do and did do. Yeah. Okay, And so if he carried them, if he bore them, how much of the carrying, the bearing of them do we have? None. We're not supposed to have any. Okay, let's look at 1 Peter 2, 24. This is Peter reminiscing back on what has happened. Okay, 1 Peter 2, 24. And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds you were healed. Were healed. So this is not going to be healed. Yeah. A lot of people believe in uh, a divine healing when we get to heaven. The issue is, in heaven there's no sicknesses. So we don't need healing and apply that healing there. Yeah. This is this needs to be applied here. Mm -hmm. Heaven already doesn't have sickness in it, yeah. right? He says in Matthew 6 that pray this way. That He says, pray this way on earth. Lord, let your will be on earth yeah. as it is in heaven. Mm -hmm. So we're not waiting till we go to heaven to get healed. Yeah. This is promises and healing that we need to apply now. Yeah. Now, one of the things that you see is that Jesus, the whole reason, why did sickness come into the world? Sin. Because of sin. It was a part of the curse, right? Well, we see in Galatians 3 that Jesus redeemed us, if we are believers by faith, then we become blessed with faithful Abraham, and we are redeemed from the curse. Yeah. So when Jesus dealt with sin, he dealt with the hook that sickness can hold on to. So as soon as he dealt with the problem of sin, he also did away with sickness and disease. Well, we see that in Deuteronomy 28, 61. It says a part of the curse was every sickness and disease ever named or unnamed. Doesn't matter if it's even been found yet. The part of the curse is that every sickness and disease is yeah. under the curse. And if we're redeemed from the curse by faith in Jesus Christ, then we are redeemed from every sickness and disease, named yeah. or unnamed. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. We have no part with it. Put that in the comments right now. Right now. If, I am, uh, if I am born again, if I'm in Christ, 
I have no part with any sickness or disease. It, it's that simple. I have no part with it. I have no part with it. If Jesus dealt with it, I have no part with it. And so you can see by these verses that Jesus has already dealt with it. He's already handled it. Okay, let's read uh, Psalm 107, verse 20. Psalm 107, 20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Amen. So he sent his word and healed them. It's a whole part of why Jesus came was to accomplish it. So the Bible says Jesus will come and deal with it. The Bible says Jesus came and dealt with it. And so by faith, we should be saying this is dealt with, right? And so when sickness and disease, any kind of lack in our body tries to come upon us, we need to stand up and say, this has been dealt with. This has been dealt with. This has been dealt with. You see what I mean? And when that comes alive inside of us, our whole faith and our uh, appropriation, our grabbing a hold of faith and grabbing a hold of healing changes because we realize that we have no part with sickness and disease. Yeah. And and so now when we start to realize that one of the statements that Brother Hagen makes in his book one of the statements that he makes is this is he says you need to learn to resist anything that's of the devil. Mm-hmm. Not just the big things. You know, yeah. so one of the things I learned years ago is if I have a symptom come on my body, I don't wait till that symptom becomes ingrained and then all of a sudden I, I'm dealing with a massive problem. No, as soon as I get the first inkling, the first whisper of a symptom, I come against that thing. I resist it. Yeah. It's To me, it's much easier <laughs> to deal with it then. Yeah. And not have to go through the rest of that junk. I deal with it right then. I don't. I don't wait. You know. Yeah. Uh, some of you know this story, but uh, one time I was sitting in a meeting, and uh, the Holy Ghost grabbed my attention, and I had a uh, I had a spot on my back that just didn't have color on it. It was like uh, almost like it was bleached or whatever. It wasn't hurting anything uh, that I could tell. That I could tell. And it wasn't uh, growing. It wasn't uh, contagious. It wasn't anything like that. Just the pigment was gone in it. And uh, so for all, you know, for all reasonable thought, it was not harming anything, right? But it was. But it was harming something, but I didn't recognize it until he said this to me. And the Lord said, he, he highlighted that area to me, and he said, that is an assault against my word. And I went, oh, like this was a correction. You know, this was him really correcting me. He said, that is an assault against my word. And I went, oh, what was he doing? He was telling me I need to change my operation. Something in my operation was incorrect over that. See, the issue was because it wasn't hurting me, because it wasn't spreading I wasn't dealing with it with my faith, but it was a lack in my body. It was a lack in my body. And the Lord was saying, you're allowing a lack to stay, and that is actually hurting your faith in every other area. He said, you're allowing it to be there instead of resisting that lack. 
He said, you've not resisted it because it hasn't been stealing from you and harming you, but it actually has been stealing from your faith. It's been stealing from the fullness that I want. And he says, you need to resist it. And so uh, we need to get this inside of us that we resist anything that's from the devil. And, and what was it doing? It was harming me because it was stealing from my thoughts and, and my thinking towards God as a complete healer. As a as wholeness in fullness and wholeness, and it was stealing against my belief in His character and in His nature. Yeah, you know, that's good. Well, like what keeps coming back to me is the fact that when Jesus was on the cross, He said, "It is finished." It, yes, it yeah. is finished. He didn't say it's gonna be finished one day. That's right. No, it is finished. That's right. The second He said it, it was finished. Jesus yeah. wasn't a liar, so He's not going to say it is finished. And then there's still things that we have to deal with. That's right. And so right. what 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 was finished? The curse was broken. Like yes. right right when yeah. he said it, you know, the veil was torn in two. The curse was broken. We read Galatians three thirteen that you know we yeah. have been redeemed from the curse. His curse is anyone who's hang, hung on a tree. Yeah. He took all the curse and he said yeah. it is finished. And that that phrase it is finished. You you've I think I've heard you talk about this is it was written on the receipts. You yes. know, in those in those times, which which meant paid in full. Like, That's right. It, it's proof That's and right. evidence. That the price for you know our salvation has been paid. That's right. And and on that cross it says he bore our sicknesses and yes. on that cross he bore our diseases. You know, um, surely, paid in full. Paid in full. So, yeah. So it's it's sin, sickness, everything. Yeah. All yeah. all all. So sin and everything that followed from sin. Yes. You know. Yeah. All the results of it, which is sickness. You know, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So so it, it like you know I we've heard the the um, the store or the illustration of like you go to a store you pay for your groceries and as you're coming out they say yeah. hey we need you to pay for that that again yeah i'm not going to pay for it again because it's already been paid i have the receipt that's my evidence that's right. that that's it's right. been that it's been paid in full i don't yes. have to pay it again and when jesus said uh you know uh it is finished yeah uh what is it tet telestai you know when he said that it is finished he's literally saying this is the receipt that you can show the devil that that's it, right. that it's already been paid. That's right. The price has been paid. We don't have to pay it again. So if you think, which that's a great point, and if you think about that, think about the devil as being that grumpy old guy uh, coming out of the store, but he, instead of just checking your receipt, he like wants to prove it to everybody and tries to get you to go back and pay it again. Mm -hmm. You know, he he's the he's the grumpy person that's mm -hmm. checking your receipt, like. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. The one that's got a bad attitude. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently, you know, he didn't want to be there that day and, and he's being forced to be there. And so he's taking it out on everybody else. Well, that's that's pretty much what the devil is. He hates us because we're made in the image and likeness of God. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to be like God. Yeah. And so he, does, he wants to make us pay anything else. And even though we paid it, it's been paid. And he knows it's been paid. Anybody, see, somebody can say, no, I have the receipt. Shut up. Right. Yeah. And they'll just walk out the store. But if somebody doesn't have that inside of them to resist the devil, they'll be like, oh, I, I, I got to go pay this again. But I, I, I thought I already paid it. No, you got to go pay it again is what that grumpy guy will say. And, and all of a sudden they'll go back and they'll try to pay it again. That's exactly what's happening here. And so what will happen, and I want to point this out both here and remind me to bring this up again at the end of the broadcast. But when you have somebody that's in a meeting, um, we're not to be led by feelings. However, God's power 
sometimes hits us in such a way that we physically feel it, right? And many times we physically feel this power that's released. And it's like, whoa. And that's when I'll ask people, I'll say, can I make you feel that? Like, I can't do that. Like, in my own self, I can't do that. That's the Lord that's doing that. That's the Lord that's touching your body. That's the Lord that's lifting off the weight and giving you joy and peace and everything like that. That's Jesus because he loves you. So a lot of times we will feel things. But what I want to say, I'm going to talk about that some, talk about the feelings of it. But what I want to say is just because you didn't feel something doesn't mean that power wasn't released either. So if you're standing in a healing line and you don't feel anything, that doesn't mean power wasn't released. We're not moved by sight. We're not moved by feelings. We're moved by faith and obedience to the word of God. He said it's finished. He said those sin sicknesses were born on that cross. So that means whether I'm receiving healing or I'm receiving favor for my business, I'm receiving a restoration in my mind, I I receive it by faith just because I feel or don't feel doesn't mean that God was moving based off of my feelings. But sometimes we do feel it. What I'm I'm getting at is this, is whether you feel it or not, if there's a man of God preaching the good news of Jesus Christ and you come up to receive in the name of Jesus based on faith in his word, God says, I'm going to give it to you because he's not withholding any good thing. So just because you didn't feel something, that doesn't mean that you didn't receive it. Believe God, I received it. I have it now. It's working in me. It's coming to pass right now. And it's working in me now. And see, that's one of the things that the devil steals people's healing from is because they didn't feel something. I want to bring that back up again at the end. But let's talk about when you know, let's talk about it, that situation and when you know that you felt something, when you felt the power of God released into you, not just for healing, but for anything you're believing God for, you feel the power of God touch you, touch your life, touch your body, and you even feel the symptoms go away. Or maybe you don't feel the symptoms go away, but you felt the power of God. That's all. By faith is all you need. You don't have to even have any feelings. You don't have to have any symptoms go away or not. All you need is faith. Lord, I believe I have received that thing, right? And all of a sudden, you will be in the position where the power of God is working in you and healing is going to work inside of you. And that's all you need. The word of God and a promise of God and belief in your heart, receiving it by faith. And that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. It's that simple. Believing it by faith. So now the issue is a lot of times people will feel that the symptoms will be gone. But I'll tell you, I know times where people actually have the symptoms return before the meeting is even over, before they even leave the building or leave the tent or whatever it is. They'll have symptoms leave. All right. That's what we want to deal with. Okay. How can we feel the power of God, even have our symptoms go away, and then all of a sudden, the symptoms come back, and, and it's like we're not healed, like we never got touched in the first place. What's going on, and how do we stop that process? Well, the first thing is what we've already talked about. You have to know to resist the devil. And when those symptoms come back, you have to resist them. You can't just accept them. Yeah. 
The very, very common thing is if people don't feel it, if they don't have their symptoms immediately removed, or they do get healed and the symptoms come back, they immediately think in their head, well, I must not have gotten healed. I must not have gotten healed. And it must not have worked. It must not. And when you do that, when you think that thought and you stay there on that thought, you are immediately rejecting what did just happen. It's actually inside of you. It's a, it's a rejection of the power of God that happened. And when you do, it's like opening the door to the devil and saying, come back in. Come back in. And so that is one of the major things that people are unaware of. And that's why we want to do this broadcast is that when that comes back up, many times the devil will challenge somebody mm -hmm. when they're going to another level, when yeah. they're being healed, when they're doing different things. The yeah. devil will challenge that. And that's when the person has to receive it. So a lot of times in a meeting, what will happen is the faith of the preacher will be what heals them, right? Sometimes, not every time, but a lot of times that's what happens. The faith of the preacher manifests and that's what causes symptoms to go away. That's what causes uh, that anointing to be felt. Yeah. That's what happens. But then as soon as you get back, as soon as you leave that healing line, it's not that preacher's job to uphold faith for everybody. They already did their job. Now it's our job to hold on to that faith, to hold on to it, and, and hold fast to it, right? Yeah. It's our job at that point to hold fast to our faith. And uh, I want to show you something on that. Let's go to Revelation chapter 2 and verse 25. You can put that in the comments, Revelation 2, 25. Yep. And what I'm going to do, by the way, if you will, if they'll put this in the comments, they'll put in... Um, the whatsright.com. If you'll go to whatsright.com, I'm going to share with you a PDF on this mini book. So go to whatsright.com and I'm going to share this PDF with you. Just fill out the form and say, I would like the mini book. Uh, and I'm going to share it with you. Just go there, send us a message. That way we'll have a record of it and we can send it back out to you. Okay. So look at here, uh, Revelation chapter 2 and verse 25. It says, now this is Jesus talking to his church. He says, nevertheless, what you have, hold fast until I come. What you have, hold fast until I come. What you have. So see, we see a biblical principle here where Jesus is saying, hold on to it. Why? Because the devil will try to come and steal it. He doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the authority unless you'll let go of it. And if he comes, one of the things that he does is he comes bluffing. And so somebody will get healed. They'll feel the power of, of God. All of a sudden, they'll feel the symptoms come. They'll go back to their seat. They'll go to their car. They'll go to their house that night or whatever. And the devil will come, and he'll try to bluff you, throw some symptoms back on you, throw some symptoms back on you, throw some symptoms. And if you'll go, oh, what's this doing here? I must not have been healed. If you'll do that, then you are letting go by faith, you're letting go of the faith. And this is not the preacher or the evangelist 
responsibility to hold faith for you for the rest of your life. It's our responsibility to resist the devil and hold fast to what we have, yeah. right? And, and here's the question. Well, I don't, I don't, I feel sick right now. I don't feel healed anymore. Well, it's not about feelings. It's about the word. What has Jesus done? Yeah. You know, tetelesta, that, that word that you said, it is finished. It is finished. This <laughs> is not something that we feel and that's why we have it. No, we believe in it. It's already done. So we're not, in other words, Jesus has already poured out healing. We already, by his stripes, were healed. Is that something that we let go if we're following the commands of Jesus? No, we're holding fast to the healing that is ours. So see, when we move by feelings and we move by what we see in the flesh, we're not moving by faith. And we've got to stand firm in our faith. Do you have something? Well, uh like as we've been talking about this, what's kept coming to me is Matthew uh, 12, 44, or 43 and 44. It says, now when the unclean spirit goes out of a man, this is Jesus talking, it passes yeah. through the waterless places seeking rest and doesn't find it. Then it says, I'll return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it unoccupied, swept and put in order. Then it goes and takes along with it seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they go in and live there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So like basically what he's saying is when, when that spirit or yeah. when that infirmity or whatever that is goes off of you, you're, you're free. But if you don't furnish yourself with faith, that's yourself, right. You know, that's kind of what that's you've right. been talking about. Now. Yeah. I, I need to furnish myself with faith so that yes. if he comes back knocking on the door, yes. let's, let's see what state it's in with a yes. symptom. You know, let's see what state their faith is in. And we just open. Oh, man, I'm feeling the symptom. Yeah. We'll just open. That what, what's happening is we don't have faith. We haven't furnished ourselves with anything yes. other than we received something, but, yes. but we haven't purposed ourselves to keep it. Yes. And that's what we're talking about, and you see, know, keeping that. So the devil has tried to make it normal uh, for us to move by the manifestation by what we see. Yeah. You know, he's tried to make that normal. Well, I don't feel good anymore, so I must not have received my healing. That's yeah. not true. No, he's, he's bluffing you with the symptom. He's trying to get you to drop your faith with a symptom, you know. And and one of the things, Brother Hagen tells several stories in here. I have a story one time where um, we were having a Bible study throughout the week, and this lady came into the Bible study, and I could see that she was in pain, and she was actually having a migraine, for which I commended her for being at the Bible study. You got a migraine, and you still wanted to come? She was like, I need to be here, you know. That's why I need to be here. And uh, many times when people are sick and they go to church anyway, I've seen them healed. Many times. They're honoring God, and God says, if you'll honor me, I will honor you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's going he's gonna to give us so much more honor than what we give him. Yeah. And so she honored God simply by being there. She had a migraine. And I, the Lord spoke to me right then. He said, he said don't wait to till you get to the end to pray. He said, pray for her right now. I don't want her sitting there in pain. So we prayed, we commanded that uh, migraine to go away, we commanded her to, to be well uh, for all of that pain to leave her body, and sure enough, it did. Why? Because Jesus' word is true, he's already carried it. We just applied what power he's already paid for. And so, anyway, uh, basically, as soon as that migraine left, she was like, glory to God! And we sat there, had the Bible study, and it was awesome. And uh, I saw her... I talked to her about this like a week and a half. Maybe I didn't realize this had been going on. She didn't bring this to me right away. 
But uh, three days later after that, the, the symptoms of that migraine came back. And, and uh, she, she knew enough about the word that I need to resist this, right? I know, and, and it made her mad. And, and this is, we've got to get... We've got to get something inside of us. I mean, we've got to get some grit. You know, we've got to get something that's like, no, that's not right. This is, this is illegal for this thing to come in. This is, I have no part with this. Why are you even trying this? You know, and, uh, you've got to let something stand up on the inside of you and get some grit, get some resolve that I'm the healed of the Lord. Put it in the comments right now. I'm the healed of the Lord, right? His anointing is working in me. Yeah, and when you get that inside of you, it changes you, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, when the devil tries to throw something on you, you're like, "No," you know. And it'll, it'll. You got to have some resolve. You got to have that steeliness uh, of your spirit, man, and of your mind. Uh, that's a mind that's set. So one of the good things to do if you're going to set your mind on the word, doesn't the word already tell us that we're healed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if I personally, if I feel or experience any little symptom in my body, Mm -hmm. I immediately, it springs the trap of my mind Mm -hmm. and becomes a red flag. It's like, you know, it's like if I feel this, it throws a red flag up in my mind. Nope, you need to come against that right now. And so if I have anything that comes up in lack in our finances, in our body, things that Jesus already paid for, Immediately, I will come against it. Nicole and I will come yeah. against that and resist it. We don't put up with that stuff. Yeah. So one of the things, and we'll we'll start coming against that. Thank you, Lord, for your healing. We're the healed of the Lord. We don't have to put up with this garbage. We have no part with it, you know? And that needs to happen. Well, <coughs> excuse me, this lady had that exact thing come up. And she said, no, I was healed. Yeah. See, she believed more in the power of God that was released and manifested in her that day than she believed in the bluff that the devil was trying to get her to accept back. Yeah. And so on her own, which I, I really commended her. I thought this was really good. Excuse me. I really commended her. She said, no, I was healed that day. Pain, leave me now. And she did that. Three days later, he tried again. <coughs> Three days later, he tried again. It went on nine times. And, I, and she came back to me. She said, you know, he's tried to do that nine times. I said, well, in Jesus' name, he won't even try again. We come against him now. And we came together and agreed that will never come up again. And it didn't. It left after that. In okay. other words, all of that was a bluff. Mm-hmm. It was all a bluff. And she, praise God, she had enough of the word in her at that time mm-hmm. to stand against it, and she didn't receive it back. But see, had she not told me that, or if she didn't know that she could resist it, she would have just received those migraines back yeah. and been suffering with that for all that time. But she knew enough of the word and stood on her faith to yeah. kick that thing to the curb. Yeah. Amen? Amen? It was awesome. Yeah. Well, I, symptoms really... It, like I've heard it said this way, like symptoms are to the to the body what what temptations are to you know the yeah. spirit. You know, like yeah. like it's 
really, is it wrong to be tempted? No, that's the devil trying to trying to get you to do something wrong. Yeah. It's wrong yeah. to act on it. Right. You know, and and the symptoms, it's very similar. You know, yeah. when when the symptom comes, we talked about this yesterday. You know, your first words are yeah. so important. Like, that's right. oh no, this is you know, like yeah. how, how do we react? Or oh no, this is you know, like it's. Yeah. Our first words, our, our reactions are, are very important. But that's the enemy trying to put something on your body. Trying to that, get you to accept something. Yeah. 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 And we, we sh- uh, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. Yeah. So yeah. I, I walk by what the word says, not by what I see or what I feel. Yes. You know, yeah. I, I need to keep the word of God my foundation. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, if, and if the minister prayed in faith, I have it right here, James yeah. Uh, chapter 5 verse 14 is any among you sick so that's for anyone yeah it's there's no you know this is an ongoing promise yeah yeah, yeah. he says then he must call for the elders of the church that they are to pray over him anointing him yes. with oil in the name of the lord and the prayer offered in faith will restore the one who's sick yeah but it yeah. doesn't say you know anointing him with oil uh in the name of the lord and if they feel it they'll be yes. restored no it says yeah. if, if if that's done it will restore the sick. Yeah. Now it doesn't. It doesn't say it's going to happen. In, like you're going to feel the manifestation, or you're going to feel it immediately. Yeah. I mean, there have been times when Jesus prayed for people, and it said, and they were healed that very hour. Yeah. So you know, it was a gradual you know thing, but it, they were healed. Yeah. They were healed. It, you know, the, whether they felt it in the instant or not. There was one time God, Jesus prayed for a person. They fell to the ground, and like everyone yeah. thought they were dead. Yeah. You know, Jesus yeah. didn't be oops and run away. Yeah. Like no, he he just took the guy by the hand. He's he's not dead. And That's Right. back up. So he didn't operate by what he saw. He operated by what he knew yes. based on his yeah. relationship with the Father. Yeah. Let me let me go into this. This is something that uh, Brother Hagen wrote in his book. I wanted you to hear it. And because some people think that the healing that's mentioned is a spiritual healing. That's not what it's talking about. But But many times they don't understand the interaction between the spirit and the soul and the body. And so let me read this. He said, to put it another way, divine healing is not being healed spiritually, but it is spiritual because it's being healed by the power of God. In ministering the healing power of God, and just listen to this, how he defines it. I agree with this wholeheartedly on how this works. A lot of people, I think it'll help us to know how this works. In in ministering the healing power of God, I'll lay hands on people. The power of God will go into them. And often it will come right back out of them. Why? Because they didn't take hold of it. Now, and watch this. So a lot of times that's when people don't feel anything. It's because it's not because the anointing's not there. It's because they don't, they don't say, I believe I receive. That's why when I'm praying over people, a lot of times I'll tell them and confess, Lord, I believe I receive it now. I have it. I'm not waiting on it. Right? Yeah. What am I doing? I'm teaching them. I'm not wait. I have it now. I'm not waiting for a certain feeling. No, by faith, I have it now. He says uh, they didn't take hold of it. Usually, watch this, because they are trying to receive it with their mind. But divine healing is not mental. You cannot contact God with your mind. <coughs> he is not a mind. He is a spirit. So healing, divine healing, God's kind of healing, is not mental, as Christian science, unity, or other metaphysical teachers claim. Neither is it just physical, as the medical world teaches. When God heals, he does heal you physically, but it is through your human spirit. 
The reason he does is because he heals you through faith. And faith is of the heart or the spirit, the Bible says. I've seen it again and again. When people quit trying to contact God with their minds and start believing in their hearts, they're healed instantly. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, Romans 10, 10. So God contacts you through your spirit, not through your mind, and not through your body because he is a spirit. He's not a mind. He's not a man. The Bible says he isn't, although he has us talking about God the Father. Although he has a spirit body over in the spirit world, angels do as well, God is not a physical being. He is a spirit. He contacts us through our spirit, and we contact him through our spirit. When man heals, and man can heal, whether you realize it or not, he must do it either through the mind or through the physical senses. But when God comes on the scene as the healer, he heals through the man's spirit. So see, a lot of times people are like trying to capture it and understand it in their mind. Oh, I felt that. I must be healed. But that's not how, how it works. It's simply believing with our heart. And when we are, especially when we're born again, our spirit is designed to receive the things of God. It can easily receive. Lord, I believe, right? Now, the issue is, let's say that you're in a prayer line and I'm preaching. I can, my faith can heal you right? The issue is my faith can't keep you. You have to keep your, keep that healing, yeah. right? You have to keep that. So the moment you walk out of a prayer line, the keeping begins and either you keep it by faith in your heart. I have this. It's mine. I believe I have received it. Yeah. Or you don't believe that or you believe it until symptoms come back. You see what I mean? Yeah. And so those that's how that works. And that's how many times uh, people will actually lose that. They'll lose their healing because of that. Amen? Amen. I don't want to see it, but I've watched a lot of people have that happen. Is this helping anybody? Are you receiving now? All right. So one of the things that he says, I want to, I, I copied and pasted several things I think are very uh, important. Let's look at uh, James chapter 4. This is one of my favorite passages, James chapter four, and let's go to verse six, but he gives a greater grace. There it says, therefore it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble, right? Now, I want, I want to show you something. Um, isn't grace a spiritual thing? Faith is a spiritual thing. Um, our healing is a manifestation of the spiritual uh, healing of God, the spiritual love of God, right? It's a, it's a manifestation of his grace. So God gives grace and a greater grace to the humble. One of the things I want you to see is, and I want you to watch this and let you, amen, Abby says, I'm receiving, amen. One of the things I want you to see right here is, when the Bible says, the scripture you read in one chapter over, James 5, when the elders lay hands on you, the, the sick shall, be, shall recover, yeah. right? They shall be healed. Is yeah. that right? Is that yeah. what it says? Yes, sir. So for us to say, oh, I just felt a symptom of that come back, God's word must not be true. 
I must not be healed. Now, is that humility speaking in that moment? So when we believe that that bluffed symptom is more real than the word of God, we just entered, we exited humility and we lost a piece of grace working in our life. Can you see that? Doesn't that make it clear? Doesn't that really help? You know? So as soon as we believe the symptom, again, the just shall live by faith, not by sight. They'll walk by faith, not by sight. So as soon as that feeling or it goes or comes or we're live by feelings and we live by symptoms and we're not living by what Jesus paid for, immediately, you know, immediately we are in the place of a lack of humility and grace, the, the flow of grace stops. Right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that, can you see yeah. how that's biblical? Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, spe- concerning this specific passage, I've heard people say, you know, it's, does it say that they will recover? Yeah, well, I've heard, I've heard people say, well, then the Bible's wrong because I've prayed for people and they didn't recover. Yeah, and, and there's and, no humility in that. And, yeah. What, literally, what you're saying is my understanding, my experiences are infallible, and this is fallible. That's exactly When we right. know the Bible is infallible, there's no that's flaw exactly in the right. word. There's not. And so, and so either it's true yeah. or God lied. But that's yeah. see, and that's that's why you never have experiential doctrine. Mm-hmm. Because the issue is people will look at experiences and they think there might be two or three variables in that yeah. when there's twenty. Yeah. You know, and they didn't know about you know variable nineteen, you know, and variable nineteen was off and they had no idea about it because they didn't know the scripture. Yeah. And so by experience, they start determining their own doctrine. Mm-hmm. That's living by sight. Yeah, you know, that's walking by sight. And so that's how we're not. That's how we're not supposed to live. You know, yeah. you know, should we live like that? You know, as Mater would say, to not to. You know, <laughs> don't don't live like that. We're to not to live by like that. You know, yeah. uh, we live by faith. Mm-hmm. We live by faith. And when we live by faith. We're humbling ourselves to God's way, and when we humble ourselves to God's way, grace comes, grace and greater grace. All right, and that's why I love this uh, passage, that he gives a greater grace. Listen, it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So when we live by our feelings and we walk by sight and not by faith, we literally put ourselves in a position in opposition to God. We put ourselves in an oppos- opposition position yeah. by being in that place. And then we're, then we're blaming God because it didn't work or because we lost it. And it wasn't God at all. He wasn't holding that back. It was that we believed sight and feelings more and what we see more than what his character and nature is. Yeah. Okay, So he says, he gives grace to the humble. Submit, therefore, to God. Resist the devil yes. and he will flee from you. Yeah. So see, you have a command here from God. Humble yourself. Do it God's way. Do it God's way. And when you do it God's way, now you resist the devil. He'll flee. He's yeah. got to. He's got to flee. Here, Brother Hagin said this. Friends, resist anything that is of the devil and, and you're resisting the devil. Resist anything that's of the devil, and you're resisting the devil. When doubt comes, just say, doubt, I resist you. I refuse to doubt. When fear comes, there's a big one. There's a big, big one. When fear comes, is fear of the devil? 
then our response should be to resist it. Mm -hmm. Why do we sit there and we stay in that fear? Why do we keep sitting there? Our command is to resist it. He says, when fear comes, speak to it. Say, fear, I resist you. I refuse to fear. When sickness comes, you know, when, when you have a fear, oh my goodness, I got healed at the meeting, but now is it coming back? Resist that fear. That's the bluff. That's the bluff. He's trying to call your faith and see if your faith is real. The devil's trying to call it. He's bluffing you to see if you'll fold. All right. Now, he says, when sickness comes, speak to it. Say, sickness, I refuse to be sick. I refuse sickness. I resist you in Jesus' name. You must go, and it will leave. You've got that right. As a believer, you have that right. If You've submitted yourself to God's ways and his promises, right? And, and so it's it's one of the things where we've got to resist that. So don't just put up with something. Don't just put up with something that's bringing lack into your life. Don't just put up with something that's from the devil. Resist it. Resist that thing. Resist it. Yeah. You know. And I, what I found is as believers in this church, in this time, we don't resist enough. And the reason we don't resist because we don't know what's ours. We don't know who we are. We don't know what he's done. We don't know fully, really, that it's finished. We don't know that healing is finished, yeah. right? Sickness is finished in our lives, and we have healing, right? Yeah. We don't know that. We don't know that prosperity is ours and poverty is finished, right? It's paid for. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know that, so we just accept it instead of receiving the things of God. We've yeah. got to become good receivers and good resisters of anything that's not the blessing of God. Yeah, yeah. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. That's exactly Hosea, it. Hosea 4, 6. You know, God, my, he's not saying my people are perishing because it's my will for some of them to perish and for some yeah. of them to be, you know, to, to thrive. No, it's because of a lack of knowledge. That's why yeah. they're not, that's why so many believers have died prematurely is yeah. just because they don't fully yeah. understand what God's already provided for them. Amen, amen. Uh, he tells a story in the book, really, really good. It's two people, and uh, two people, one guy had a foot that was hurt all these years, and uh, all of a sudden he was walking down, and he was completely healed. Foot grew out, completely healed, no pain. Wow. He's walking down the street, and uh, pain strikes him so much, he, he's about to fall, and he has to catch himself to not fall. And he, and he resists the devil, and he says, he says, no, I do not receive this. I am the healed of the Lord. And the pain left him, and he stayed healed. He said there was another lady that, that was at a meeting, got healed, and then she came up in front of the elders, and she said, please pray for me that, that I keep uh, that healing. I was healed then, but all the symptoms have come back. All the symptoms have come back, and, and I don't feel healed. Will you all pray for me? Now watch this. He, she had the church pray that she would keep her healing. Which now this really sounds holy, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Watch what he says. He says he, the guy with the foot, he maintained his healing. And although the church prayed, the woman lost her healing. Why? Under those conditions, prayer won't work because she had already denied what God had done. She had already denied that she was healed. Mm -hmm. She was believing that she needed to get healed again. She was in denial of that healing. Many times you lose by praying. Hmm. That's why I don't like prayer chains. Hmm. Right, right here. You lose by turning in your prayer request. 
that may startle you, but what you're doing is confessing, I don't have it. Hear that again. Many times you lose by praying. So you pray and you receive it the once, and then you turn something over and you basically have denied that I still have it, and you start turning in prayer requests and and you lose it. Now, if somebody doesn't have it and God wants them healed, in other words, go to your pastor and and find that. But many times people think that if I can get everybody on the prayer, uh, prayer chain to pray for them, then I'll be healed. No, you're healed because Jesus paid for it. You, you're healed because of that yeah. in that way. Yes, you, you should have the elders pray for you. The Bible tells you to do that. But many times people are going to a prayer chain with the wrong faith, mm-hmm. faith in the problem more than they have faith in what's already done because yeah. you're confessing, I don't have it. Let me say it again. Many times you lose by praying. You lose by turning in. And it, the issue is it's not a biblical prayer. It's not a prayer that's submitted to God. It's a prayer that's submitted to uh, lack of faith, right? And it says, many times you lose by praying. You lose by turning in prayer requests. That may startle you, but what you're doing is confessing, I don't have it. Yeah. I don't have it. You're saying, I don't have it. And so a lot of times that's what people are doing in there. And they're saying, and if I don't get a whole bunch of people praying for it, I'll never have it. That's what they're confessing through that action and it'll mess them up. And uh, this is this is interesting. Uh, there was a lady. There was a lady there that was he told about. He said she was healed of asthma. I think this was in Greensboro, actually. He said um, she was healed of asthma, but then some of the symptoms tried to come back. She said, "My husband finally insisted that I go for an examination." He said, she said, I went and the doctor said, I don't understand it. You've got the symptoms, but you don't have the asthma. Every test we run is negative. She said, I just spoke up and told him that that's the line devil bringing line symptoms, trying to put it back on me. Well, the doctor says, whatever it is, you don't have it. And a perfect example of no sickness, no disease, but the symptoms of it. He's trying to bluff her to get her to fold on her faith. And uh, we've got to know that we know I'm the healed of the Lord. You know, you're not waiting on it. And I'm getting ready to move into the ending here. So if you've got anything, it's time to share. I'm good. (laughs) I've just been enjoying this. Amen. Glory to God. Are you ready to keep your healing, to be healed and keep your healing from this point forward, to walk in that healing? See, we don't live by uh, what we see. We don't live by feelings. We don't live by uh, everything that's presented. We don't live by symptoms, right? The symptoms don't tell us if we're healed or not. Amen. Mark said, I'm ready to keep my healing. The symptoms don't tell us if we're healed or not, right? The word tells us that we're healed. Yeah. The word, Jesus' life and his stripes tell us that we're healed. We either believe that in our spirit or we don't, right? We receive that in our spirit or we don't, right? That's where our healing comes from in the Lord. And so we've got, we can't be moved by what we feel, by what we see. We're not moved by symptoms. We're not moved by the manifestation of it. We're moved by the word of God. And God loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you so much that he sent his son for you. And I want to, I want to point this out to you right here. Did you know, did you know that Jesus did not have to take those stripes for you to go to heaven? 
That was an extra thing that he did so that you could be healed for eternity. Eternity starting right now. The rest of eternity, not waiting just till you get to heaven. He took stripes so that you would be healed for eternity. And if you'll receive it, you already are healed. You are the healed of the Lord. By his stripes, you were healed. We are the healed of the Lord now. Just say it with me. You can put it in the comments. Say it out loud. I am the healed of the Lord. I am the healed of the Lord. I am the healed. I'm healed right now. Healed right Just now. pray it with me. Jesus, Jesus I, believe, I believe and I receive, and I receive my, healing my healing by the stripes of Jesus, by the, stripes of the, Jesus manifestation the manifestation of the love of that love Jesus, poured out, Jesus poured out and the love, and the love that you poured out. You poured out. And the, and the power of the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost to, bring out, bring it about. to bring it about. I am healed. I am healed. Now, right now, you just receive that. Whatever it is in your body, if it's in your eyes, if it's in your ears, if it's in your head, if it's in your feet, where, wherever it is, if it's in your organs, Lord, right now, we receive the full divine health in our, in our bodies. We receive that healing now, and we thank you for it. We are the healed yes. of the Lord. We are the healed of the Lord, and we thank you for it. We receive it right now, and we thank you. We're the healed of the Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord, that we can keep that healing. Lord, that healing that we just received by faith, that anointing is breaking the yoke of every symptom in our body now. It's breaking the yoke of it now. We'll not be held bound by it anymore, but we will be walking the freedom of the manifestation of the Spirit of God. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is liberty. Lord, we have that now. And Lord, we'll keep that healing. Yes. We'll walk in that healing. We won't go up and down. No, we'll keep it. We'll walk in it. We'll resist everything, everything, everything that the enemy tries to bring. We resist it firm, standing firm in our faith. We don't have to put up with it. Any bit of lack in any area, we resist it. And Father, we thank you. We thank you right now. We give you all of the glory and the honor and the praise. Thank you, Father. Lord, let your anointing be felt right now in the lives of people. I just thank you. I believe right now even people, they're, they're receiving and they're receiving that anointing even without us being there present with them. But as they're hearing this, the word is being performed in their life. Lord, thank you for your healing. Thank you, Lord, for ears popping open. Thank you for eyes seeing more clear. Thank you for uh, heads that don't have pain. Thank you, Lord, for muscles and joints. And thank you, thank you, Father, for them being loosed in Jesus' name. Thank you for people not being bound up. Thank you, Father, for ligaments being loosed and, and not being fused together. Thank you, Lord, for backbones straightening up, uh, nerves functioning properly. Thank you, Lord, for digestive issues working properly. Thank you, Lord, for diabetes being healed. Thank you for blood sugar levels going and working appropriately. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord. No more gout. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Cancer is removed now. Cancer, in the name of Jesus, be ejected now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for any abnormal thing 
that it reverses course and it turns to the supernatural place of the healing power of God. Body work together for good. Any pain that's in people's body, in the name of Jesus, pain and sickness, every disease, every sickness and infirmity and disease, every pain and sickness, be ejected now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we believe that we have received it. We're not waiting on it. Say it with me. I believe, I believe that I have received it. Have I'm not waiting on it. Waiting I have it, it now, now, and I thank you for it, Lord. Thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Father, we praise you and we worship you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we believe we have received it. Yeah. Lord, we're not waiting on it. Lord, it's not going to come now and go, go away later. No, Father, it is, it is ours now forever. We hold on to it. Anything that comes up, we'll resist it. And Lord, whether we felt it or not, by faith, we receive that anointing now and that restoration in our bodies. Lord, I just declare, even things that are healed will help people sleep better. They'll sleep better at night in Jesus' name. They'll have rest. Their bodies will rest. Their bodies will recover. Let the curse of the world and everything that it costs their bodies be removed in Jesus' name. Cells that have been broken and cut and ripped, let them, let them fuse back together in Jesus' name. Lungs be full. Thank you, Father, for full passage in their lungs now, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we won't lose it. Say it with me. Put it in the comments. I won't lose it. <laughs> we won't lose it. We won't lose that healing. No, we'll keep it for the rest of our days, for an eternity. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. We just praise you and we worship you. Here's a confession. I want you to, I want you to confess this with me. Say, in the name... In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the Lord Jesus Christ, I exercise authority. I exercise authority over this body of mine. Over this body of mine, sickness and disease. Sickness and disease. I refuse. I refuse to allow you to stay. To allow you to stay. This body. This body. This house. This house belongs to God. Belongs to God. It is a temple of God. It is a temple of God. Satan. Satan. You have no right. You have no right to trespass on God's property. To trespass on God. Now you get out. Now you get out. You leave my body. You leave my body. I've got authority over I've you. I've got authority over you. I know it. I know it. You know it. You know it. And God knows and it. And God knows it. I hold fast. I hold fast. To what I have. To what I have. I'm keeping my I'm healing. Keeping my healing. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Do you receive it? Yeah. Do you receive it? Did you feel the power of God in your body? Did you feel his peace come in? And receive that. That peace is a sign of his anointing in your life. You have it. It's yours now. And you're going to keep it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Did you get something out of For it? For sure. Yeah, Amen. this has been good. Praise the Lord. Uh, well, I don't want people to lose their healing. I want more people to keep it. Yeah. And uh, it's one of those things where we need to keep it. We need to keep, hold on to it. Yeah. And we need to be testimonies. And you don't need to be walking around in pain or walking around held back. You need to be walking around the healed of the Lord, able to do everything God's asking you to do, to be a healed ambassador of his name all across the world. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.
Well, we praise God for you. If you would like to sow today, you're welcome to. Nobody has to. We sow this whole broadcast into you freely. And uh, if you would like to partner with us and take part with it, you're welcome to go to uh, giveww.org. You can give by Facebook. You can type hashtag donate, followed by the amount in the comments, uh, cash app. Uh, Venmo, all the information's there on the screen. Give one time or give recurringly. You can set that up at giveww.org. Give by crypto, text, PayPal, uh, whatever it is, yeah. that, however you'd like to, you are welcome to do that. You can also give just by sharing the broadcast, getting it out there, uh, sending the link to somebody, texting it to somebody, tweeting it, putting it on Facebook. Share it, like, subscribe, hit that. We're about to go over 200 subscribers and uh, still a fairly new channel, but we're about to go over 200 subscribers. Help us get over that, and then we're just going to keep going up in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. We love you so much. We'll be back tomorrow at 1130, and here is Miss Barrett to wrap it up. Amen. Well, we thank every person who's sowing right now. And so we want to pray over the seed that is sown. So thank you for doing it. And Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the honor of being ground that people can sow their seed into. Lord, in Jesus' name, with great esteem, we call these seeds blessed, blessed and prosperous in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Let these seeds be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let them return back into their hands. Let the manifestation of their harvest come quickly in Jesus name. And we thank you for it, God. We commit to being good soil and we thank you for the seed. Amen. Well, we love you. Thanks for being on with us. And if you're on at the top of at the top of the broadcast, then you saw our Impact University commercial. Guys, Impact University starts tonight. Fall semester is starting tonight. It's not too late to be a part. You don't have to be here in Albemarle. You can be a part of Impact Online. If you're interested and you want more information about Impact University, go to impactyou.org. But if you would like to find out any more, you can also go to whatsright.com and we will get info to you. We love you. We're going to be back tomorrow at 1130 a.m. and we'll see you there. Have a good day.
Hey guys, if you're still hanging around, uh, we actually did not pray like we normally do over the offering. Barrett did, uh, but we're going to record this uh, so that it'll be on the final archive version. And uh, so we want to go ahead and pray for anybody that uh, that actually sowed today and or at any time. So glory to God. And we'll cut in somewhere about right here. And if you are giving today, we want to pray for you and just let it be blessed. Our job is to receive that, to sow it into the gospel, to further the gospel throughout the whole world. But also for anybody that's sown, we want to make sure that we pronounce the blessing of God over it in Jesus' name. Father, right now, let every seed be blessed. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give to them. Lord, let it be blessed. Let it be supernaturally, exponentially multiplied. And Father, let the harvest come quickly. Come quickly in this harvest, Lord. Bring it to harvest quickly, multiplied supernaturally and supernaturally quick. In Jesus' name, Father, we thank you for it and we thank you for everything that you're doing in people's lives. Lord, let them have an abundance to do every good work and let it be quick, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. We're so glad that you joined with us today. We want you to keep your healing. Be healed and keep that healing. We love you. We'll see you uh, at the next video and we praise God for you. Let us know any testimonies that have come in. And if you would like that mini book, go to whatsright.com and say, I would like the mini book on healing. We look forward to hearing from you and your testimonies and we praise God for you. Amen. Amen. You glad you're here today? Oh, for sure. Did you get something out of it? Oh, for sure. Glory to God. <laughs> we love you. See you next time.